0: Because the truth is, is that creative people can be the CEOs of their business, right? Boss of your business, CEO of your business. You can be that, and you can operate a legit business. And I say that as a person who was charging clients $10,000 a month, and people were with me for years. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Snyder, and this is the Product Boss Podcast. I've helped launch and grow thousands of product-based businesses even one of my own. And over the last 20 years, I've seen behind the scenes of businesses just like yours. Whether they are makers, manufacturers, artists, or food and beverage businesses, I have spent so many hours studying it all. I've discovered what makes them successful. What are mistakes they could avoid? How did they turn an idea into successful business? And what are strategies they have used to make more sales and be discovered by more customers? This is what this show is all about. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to become a million dollar product boss, I'm here to give you the permission to chase your dreams, no matter how big or small. All you need is the right mindset, a little courage, strategy, and support, and you too can be the next million dollar product boss. Let's do this. Happy February, Product Boss. Okay, during this time of year, I'm all about making sure you're on track to make this your best year yet. And it all starts with making sure you have the right tools at your fingertips. That's why I'm so excited for you to check out Sales Hub from HubSpot, an all-in-one platform built with the tools and insights you need to communicate with your customers, create reminder tasks for your deadlines, and lean into the data when it comes to focusing on which products you should market next. Now, I know you might be thinking, okay, but how much is it going to cost? And I'd be asking the same thing, but guess what? Sales Hub is free to get started on, plus you can be up and running in just minutes. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Head to hubspot.com slash sales to try it for free. Hey, hey, Product Bosses. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited that you're here. Wow. It has been an incredible kickoff to this year. The last few weeks have been so absolutely amazing. If you are new here or you've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about the Best Year Yet workshops that we've been hosting. They have been amazing. I have met Thousands and thousands of product based business owners from around the world and their stories of what they're doing, what they're making, their why is actually incredible. And, you know, as I've been in conversation with these product based business owners, and I'm telling you from around the world, I think that there's a lot of common myths that I've heard them say. And there are these common myths about business. And I think that also these myths have led to revealing these like often overlooked secrets to success. Because I think a lot of times we're surrounded by people, whether they're other coaches or programs, whether they are friends and family that, you know, are all well and good, right? They, They mean well. Or things that we've internalized somewhere along the way. And then that is a myth that we've created for ourselves that are potentially keeping us stuck. But if we can bust through those, there's also a secret to success that nobody is talking about. And I've discovered that over the last you know few weeks and years. but truthfully, in the last few weeks it's really reinforced that. And I wanted to kind of talk about them here. And I want to talk about the hidden truths behind business success and how we can dig in. But before I do, I just want to just invite all of you to our bestseller secrets challenge. if you're not already signed up, it is kicking off. Next week, it's five days. It's totally free. And all you have to do is head to theproductboss.com slash best. It's the bestseller secrets challenge. You know, this is actually one of the myths we're going to bust, but it's this idea that you can grow a super successful business being known for something. Sometimes we're going to call it the bestseller. It's a thing that customers buy and they buy often. And for some of you, as you're newer to business and you're just starting to grow, you're unsure of, what your bestseller is. So I really started talking about it as what your business can be known for, how to really take up a position in the world, right? In the marketing world and sales world and things that people can say like, oh, I know that person, that person sells this or that you're easily referable. So again, if you're not signed up, it's totally free. I'll drop a link in the show notes and I hope to see you in there because we're going to spend the whole of next week together. I've got events during the weekend and even into the next week. It's just going to be so great. So no matter what, just come join me. It's just so good. All right. So let's talk about myths, right? And some personal experiences that we may have had with myths. So one experience or one myth that I'll say I had to bust that was keeping me stuck and wasn't allowing me to hit my success was for years and years, I realized I was a creative, right? I am a fashion designer by trade. I grew up drawing and painting. I went to school. I learned how to sew, make patterns, you know, do all of those things. And when I went to school, and I think, truthfully, this idea of working for somebody else was really ingrained in us. It was like, don't go start your own clothing line. Work for someone else. And so that's what I did. And while there is a lot of truth to working with someone else, working in bigger companies and what you can learn when you're on the job, and they would say, like, use their credit card to make mistakes— I think entrepreneurs deep down have this passion, this thing that they just can't squelch in their hearts that they want to do their own thing. And so a big myth that I believed was getting in my way was I was a creative, I knew how to design, I knew how to make, but I didn't know how to run a business. I always thought if only there was more business classes in fashion school, right? We had them in our fourth year of school, but it wasn't throughout. If only I knew more about you know, profit and loss, gross and net, you know, people would talk about these numbers and my brain would literally shut down. (laughs) And I was 10 years into business. And I remember with designer consulting co-op with my consulting company, I was sitting across from a client. It was a male client. And I said to him, you know, I just wish I was better at business. Like I used to say, I wanted to go back to school and get like a business, a minor's in business. I didn't want to, you know, a major or a master's, nothing too extreme. (laughs) And I was like, I just wish I was better at business. Like, and I said, I wish I had a business partner that was better at business. And he looked at me like dumbfounded. I was like, what are you actually talking about? He was paying me $10,000 a month for my expertise. I helped him, you know, figure out the name of his company, design and develop his clothing line, how to get it into stores. We were selling wholesale, retail, direct-to-consumer. We are selling all these different ways. He was ending up in all sorts of magazines, and celebrities were wearing his clothes. And I'm sitting here telling him, I wish I knew more about business. And he's telling me, I'm paying you more than I've ever paid anybody ever (laughs) to tell me what to do with my business. So what are you actually talking about? And I think I busted that myth for myself. Because... I think one myth that I can bust right now, which wasn't necessarily a part of the ones I was going to share, but like, is this idea that I need to know. Well, actually, this was my third myth, but it's this myth about like doubting our business skills, doubting this idea that like, I'm not good at business. So actually, that was my myth, but it's actually in my list. So I'll go into that. So I think something that's keeping us stuck is this idea that we think we don't know enough about business and that creatives you know, can't possibly be creative and know how to run a business. And a lot of times we think, do we need to add somebody else in? Do I need someone else for that? Oh, if only I had a partner, that would be the thing. But in fact, it's really not true because the truth is, is that creative people can be the CEOs of their business, right? boss of your business, CEO of your business, you can be that and you can operate a legit business. And I say that as a person who was charging clients $10,000 a month and people were with me for years, hundreds of thousands of dollars as their consultant to tell them how to launch, grow, design, create, market, sell their product businesses. Now this is all pre-product boss. Right. And I took everything I knew and everything I learned and I wrapped it up into what I share with all of you now weekly on the podcast and in all the different ways. But I really identified as a creative. I identified that I couldn't be both. And my question is, is do you ever feel this way? And here is the difference between when I was coming up as a creative and my clients and how they needed access to me versus for all of you now in the year 2024 or whenever you're listening to this episode it's the idea that we actually can learn more quicker, faster we have access to more education. you do not need to pay the hundred thousand dollars that I spent going to art school hoping that I you know got a business education hoping that I could start my own fashion line eventually. Because there are so many other ways now to access information and education. I know a lot of you out there are like, like I'm gonna paste together all this information I find in different places. And I think that's when I started, I was like, oh, how can I get the information from, you know, YouTube and this blog, and I'm gonna listen to that podcast and I'm gonna piece it all together and figure out my next steps. And while I go, I have an episode for you twice a week to help you. The idea here is is like, how can you do this? Faster, right? And the way that I will tell you as your coach, whether or not you ever join any of our programs, or if you just listen to the podcast, is that when you have a roadmap, when you have systems, when you have a guide to show you how you're going to get there, you're going to get there a lot faster. So we can, you know, we can get all this information from all the different places, or we can go somewhere where the information is all put together for us, packaged up, easy to consume and then easy to take step by step by step. And that's sort of the thing I want for you to realize is like you can keep doing this on your own, but also to look for where can you get that roadmap you're looking for. And I have proof that there is a whole community, thousands, close to 5,000 product-based business owners, CEOs, bosses of their business, I know this in Multi Stream Machine, our program, that there are these successful creative CEOs and entrepreneurs inside of that program. I've seen it. I've seen the conversations in the Facebook group. I've seen this one saying, you know, I made X amount of dollars. There's a mom, her name is Sarah, and she had a $15,000 launch of her brand new caramel and sweets business. Okay. Because before she joined our program, right, she didn't believe that she could price her items at the price point that was recommended inside of Multi-Stream Machine. But she did it, right? She went through it. She's like, because if any of you hear me, I tell you, you need to be profitable, right? We need you to have profit in your business because otherwise this is literally just kind of a hobby that you're not making any money on. And that's where we get really frustrated. So she priced it correctly And the day that she figured out where to sell it, what to sell, and to price correctly, her items flew off the shelves, even at the right price point, even at the price point she was afraid to price it at. So then she bumped up her prices even higher, even higher, and she sold out her caramel and sweets. She had a $15,000 launch of a brand new business. Did she need to have an MBA? Did she need to know all the things? No. She just needed to know, how do I price my stuff? How do I market it and get it in front of the right customers? Where do I sell it and how do I sell it? So she got that, right? And she got the confidence and the support. And she did that for $15,000. Does she need to have an MBA? Nope. Absolutely not. She had a $15,000 launch in two days selling caramels. My friends... It's incredible. Okay, so that's one myth. And that was my myth I had to bust. And I had to like take a hard look at myself and say, oh yeah, oh, this guy's paying me a lot of money. And I'm sitting here telling him I don't know anything about business. All right, maybe I need to check myself. And I did. Okay, here's another myth I want to bust. People aren't talking about this. In fact, a lot of Etsy coaches are going to tell you the exact opposite. And it is that you need to keep making new products to sell more. I am myth busting this one. Because the truth is, is that niching down on your best-selling products or what you can be known for is going to help you simplify your business and scale your business. That is where the profit is. Let me say that again. That is where the profit is. So, so many of us are overwhelmed, right? When I tell you, and I share these stories with you, I'm like, this person made, you know, $31,500 in 90 days with one product. Or I tell you the Caramel and Sweets Company made $15,000 by day two after raising her prices with a handmade food business. And if you've been making lots and lots of products, I know there are Etsy coaches out there that tell you, you need to make more. You need one to two pieces a day. I even coached a student, a one-on-one with a student who that's what her coach said. And she's like, I'm so conflicted. I listened to the product boss. The product boss says to focus, be known for something, try and focus on best sellers. And then she's like, I've got these coaches on Etsy that are like, you need to launch two new products a day. I'm sure some of you out there like resonate deeply with this, and they're like, I just don't know what to do, and they're scared of growing, and they're like, There's no way, There's no way I could, you know, become a fifty thousand dollar a year business, a hundred thousand dollar a year business. There's no way I can do it, doing what I'm doing right now, and that's the issue, right? So, how easy would it be? I want you to take a second and think about your business, and if you knew what you were known for. If you, you know come to the challenge next week, go through it. I'm going to help you identify what you can be known for or your best sellers. It doesn't mean only one product. Some of you might have a variation of products, but it doesn't mean you're making all the things. If you're making everything, nobody knows what to buy from you. They're confused and a confused customer doesn't buy. So when you can simplify and know, okay, like Sarah who sold caramels and she was like, okay, this is what I'm going to sell. I'm going to be known as the caramel person. These are the variations of the caramels I'm going to sell. And then you start promoting caramels. You start getting in front of new eyes with those. You start to message it. You tell your friends and family, this is what I sell. I make delicious caramels. These are my best-selling flavors. And you start to do that. Not start making like lollipops on a stick and Oreo cookies and you know, caramel popcorn and all this other stuff requires money because it's cost of goods and products. But instead, you start to focus and say, wow, people are buying my salted caramel. I'm going to make more salted caramel. I'm going to get more salted caramel in front of more people. That's how you sell out in two days and make $15,000. And so when you're feeling overwhelmed, but if we simplify and you're like, actually, I know the five products I'm making, I know the three products I'm making, I know the 10 products I'm making. I know some of you out there have like 200 SKUs. We've talked about this the last couple of weeks. And you know the products you're making and the products that are selling and what's going to end up back in your bank account, the profit in your pocket. That's how you know how to scale. That's how you get better at the systems and the processes. That's how you start to get better prices on your raw goods because you start to be able to buy in bulk because you know what you're selling and you know what people are buying. Do not worry. People are not going to get bored. You do not have enough reach to enough people in this world to bore anybody. Coca-Cola still sells regular Coca-Cola and Diet Coca-Cola. And you'll see, they've always come out. If you're as old as me, you know there's been so many different flavors. And they've tried Coke Zero, Coke One. Remember the Clear Coke? Anyone remember that? They always come out with something new but it does not stand the test of time and they do that variation and they sell it and then they get rid of it but they're not coming out with you know all sorts of other things like they're sticking with like being known for the soda at least let's just talk about that brand right so i want you to think about that you can simplify and you can scale your business the profit is there and then when you start to think can i become a 100,000 dollar business you absolutely can you absolutely can by staying focused. Okay, so that's another myth. You do not have to keep making new products and all the products to be able to sell more. It's podcast recommendation time. And this month I am obsessed with the Hustle Daily Show, hosted by Juliet Bennett Ryla, Rob Litt Erst, Ben Berkeley, and Mark Dent. Brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. I love their offbeat and informative takes on business and tech news. In one of the most recent episodes, they dive into how the pink Stanley Tumblr rose is dominating water bottle sales. Thanks to internet fame, even though Stanley itself is a hundred year old company. And now you know that I've done an episode on this and I am obsessed with the Stanley story. So this goes even deeper into the Tumblr rose color. Now, as a product boss, this is the perfect example of what can happen when you find and lean into a marketing strategy that works for you. Listen to The Hustle Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Hey product boss. Okay. Just popping in really quickly with a very important question to ask you, have you ever wondered why some brands become household names or are known for just one product? Okay. So I want you to think about it. The durability of a Yeti cup, the high quality of an espresso machine, the comfort of an Ugg boot. You may be releasing products left and right thinking this is the product that's going to be the one that works. Am I right? But here's the truth. Successful product-based businesses aren't making more. They're making more of what works. Because if you want to be a household brand or be the go-to for a product, you must focus on your bestsellers. It will not only save you time and money, but it will lead you to building the business you've always dreamed of. And if you're wondering how to do that, well, I'm here to help. That is exactly what I have taught thousands of students to do in my free Bestseller Secrets Challenge. And I'm inviting you to join me inside of it. I'm going to help you uncover your best sellers that you can go deep instead of wide and maximize the opportunities that you already have right in front of you. I want more money in your pocket. I want you to have more profit. I want you to pay yourself a salary beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, and so I'm going to teach you exactly how you're gonna do that. No more doing all the things to grow your sales, no more endlessly creating products, and no more wondering and guessing what your customer wants to buy. It's 2024. It's time to really focus in and tap into your best revenue opportunities. It's time to lean into what's working in your business so you can stop doing all the other things, right? It's wasting time and money and causing a lot of stress. So let's do this together. Join me inside of my free challenge, which kicks off on Monday, February 12th. Head to bestsellersecretschallenge.com and get signed up. Or you can just DM me the word best on Instagram and I'll make sure to get you in. Again, head to bestsellersecretschallenge.com or DM me the word best and I'll see you in there. The next myth I want to bust is my business is handcrafted. There is no way I can scale beyond where I am at. Kind of goes back to what I was talking before, right? So. You know, I've heard this like these are questions I've heard over the last few weeks with our students. I am a stay-at-home mom. I can only work a couple of hours a day. How can I grow my business? Or I have a full-time job and my product business is currently my side hustle or my hobby that I want to turn into a side hustle. I only have a couple of hours to work on this business. How can I possibly grow? And here's the truth. The truth is is when you know your profit margins, and you know your best sellers are what you're known for, you can focus your time and your energy on the money makers. When you follow marketing blueprints, right? We have these, our students in Multi Stream Machine get access to these. When you follow this and you get your products in front of the right audiences, you can scale your sales without working harder and without burning out. You've heard so many different stories on this podcast from so many different people. But there's this one mom, okay, she's got a handmade business. Her name is Stephanie. And she joined Multistream Machine, and she used it to grow two successful handmade businesses. So first, she used the program with her first business, and she refined her systems. She discovered her bestsellers, what she was known for. She used what we teach about costing and, and our cost sheet templates to boost her profit margins. And even when she had more prop in her bank account, she was able to actually get a team in place, people who could help her do more of what she needed to get done. And then Stephanie found a friend inside of the Multi-Stream Machine Facebook group. And Stephanie bought this friend's wholesale business. Okay? She bought a business. So deals are getting done in this Facebook group. Someone was like, I want to sell it she's like, okay, I'm going to buy it. So she did. And so she came back into the program, right? So after she's used it for her other company, she came back into the program and she was able to refine her operations. She figured out production and she didn't know about wholesale at that point. So she actually learned more about wholesale and she scaled that wholesale up. Stephanie, okay, who is a mom with two handmade businesses, she's on track to buy a new house and she's on track to get her husband out of his stressful daytime job and move him into the business this is all possible. This is handmade. But it goes back to that idea of busting these myths, these things that are getting in our way of like, there's no way I can scale a handcrafted business. Stephanie scaled two. She's going to buy a house. Her husband's going to leave his full-time job and come into the business. It's incredible what you can do. Okay. So the next myth I'm going to bust for you all, that this is where we're going to get to success, is it's going to be more work to be on more sales channels and more platforms. So if you've been around here for a while, you know here at the Product Boss, and one of the core, you know, tenants of what we teach, and this is kind of what's inside of our program, is this idea of multiple sales channels. So what I know is all of us typically usually have one main sales channel. One channel that if it was a faucet and it got turned off, everything would stop. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for all of you, it could be in person. It could be Etsy. It could be through social media or on your own website. And you know, if something happened to that, your business would get affected drastically. And so then when you're listening to the podcast, you're in a challenge with me, or you hear about, you know, multi-stream machine, for example, you are thinking, oh my gosh, like, That's nice, Jacqueline. Like, sure, I could have another sales channel. But if I add another sales channel, that is going to be more work. I can barely survive in my business with the little success that I already have, right? That I'm already seeing. How could I possibly have, I don't know, the energy or the time or the budget to add on these other sales channels? And I've heard this over the last few weeks. I get messages all the time. We sent out a survey. This is real stuff. And I get it. And the idea here is, is like, and I, what I want to say to you is like, you absolutely can sell to wholesale and find buyers at retail shops. You absolutely can attend markets. You can sell on Amazon. If that's a platform you want to go on, you can start to sell more on social media because the idea here, and this is how I, I try to make it a bit easier, but I'll go to my story. For example, When I started Cuffs Couture, which is the wearable wrist wallet company that I started back in the day, I had, let's call it a full-time job, which was my consulting business. And I came out with this idea and I had a baby. And so I had a young kid or a baby, really. I have a full-time job with clients. And then I have my beautiful creative idea of Cuffs Couture that I want to see brought to the world. And the first thing that I did was I built a website because that's what I thought, right? I was like, build a website. If you build it, they will come, which we've all debunked is not true. And I built this website. I spend all my money on it and I've got the product ready to go. And literally I launched to crickets, crickets, except one friend and then her friend. And so the idea here is, is that if you feel like you can barely survive on the sales channel you're currently on and you're not seeing the success that you want, but we keep hammering on something that's not working, then we have to figure out a different approach. And the thing that I love so much about how we teach versus potentially other coaches that you hear or other podcasts you might listen to is they tell you one way, right? They're like Amazon, Etsy, boutiques, in-person, this is the way. And they give you one way. But the thing here at The Product Boss is we actually want you to figure out what's going to work for your business, what sales channel is most aligned for your business that's going to help you build a business that's profitable, have you step into being the CEO or the boss of your business, and hit these goals that you might have, leaving your full-time job, right? Having your spouse leave their full-time job and come back, buying the house of your dreams, going on more vacations. And so I don't believe that it is more work. I think that at first when you're learning it and you're starting it, but if you're not getting the results from where you currently are, then you need to figure out quickly what sales channel is going to actually work for you. Don't be afraid of the work that goes in. I want you to think about all the hours you're currently spending making things, posting videos on social media platforms that generate zero ROI, no return on your investment. You are not getting sales from so many of the efforts that you're doing. So what if you took some time and you dedicated it to yourself that you were going to learn about another sales channel and a sales channel that resonated with you, right? A sales channel that felt like it worked. And we're going to talk about all of this in the five-day challenge. So what if we figured out what was a good fit for the kind of business you had, If you're a maker, handmade, one of a kind, a food company, you manufacture, I have all the different versions and all the paths to profit for each of you. So if you figured out what was the best path for you and your business, and then we took what you were known for, what you could niche down to, what your best sellers were, and we put that onto an additional sales channel and it started to sell. And you started to get customers to know you existed and they started to buy, and you started to see those cha chings coming through on your phone, and money started to fill your bank account. Then would you say that that work was worth it? I would. And when it feels like there's more work, it goes back to the idea of what I talked about with like, you know, that myth of needing to create new products. Yeah, it's a lot of work if you're constantly making all these different products and then you're trying to get it on other platforms and channels. It's like spaghetti at the wall and you're trying to see what sticks that's exhausting. But if you know, like, you know, our friends that had the caramel business and she's like, this is what I'm doing. And she's like, this is what's selling on this main platform. You know, oh my goodness, I made $15,000 in two days. Oh my goodness. They love these three types of caramels. And then you thought, all right, now I'm going to try and take those three caramels or my top five caramels, and then try and sell them on another sales channel. All you have to do is figure out how that sales channel works. You know, the product, you know, the pricing you know it's profitable. You know how to make it. So now we just have to figure out the right fit. It's like a date. You go on that date and you see if it fits. And then now you're just making more of the products people are already buying. Your costs are going down per unit because you're getting to buy in bulk. And now you're just selling in more places. I just today coached Pua Kenny Kenny, Anella. She joined our program last fall. And she's had 700 orders, but she launched last May, really started selling in July, joined multi-stream machine, did a bunch of the things that we did. She's had 700 orders. She's on average making $7,200 a month selling bags with Pua Kenny Kenny flowers on them. It's a Hawaiian flower. She's a Hawaiian company. She's really just selling local and through her website. And she's On her way in less than a year to making $100,000 in her business as a side hustle. She has seven children. She has a full-time job. She coaches club volleyball. She volunteers at her church. And this is her side hustle. And some of you out there are like, wow, that's amazing. So, and when her podcast airs, or if it has already aired, we talk about how her base levels, can she make $5,000 a month in her business? And then we strategically added on wholesale. That felt like the other sales channel she wants to add on. She already has the product. She already knows what's selling. So now she just has to add on a sales channel of wholesale. And we calculated if she'd get 10 stores to buy them at $500 orders, that's another $5,000. Same product, five stores buying, doubling her business and starting to make $10,000 a month. Just by adding on one other sales channel, selling of 10 stores only at $500. Or she can do five stores at $1,000, right? So you can see that, like, it may quote unquote feel like more work, but in fact, it's not. It's completely manageable and doable if you have the strategy. Okay. And the last myth I want to bust over here, because this is how you're going to be successful, my friends, is that handmade items can't be priced higher. Okay. That is a big old myth I want to bust. So the truth is, is a lot of you aren't necessarily pricing your handmade products correctly. And a lot of you aren't necessarily finding the right customer base that's willing to pay. But if you think about what haute couture means, so haute couture is like the ultimate in fashion, right? Like when you see like runway shows and like you can't buy it in the store because it's couture, Couture means that the majority of the dress, the gown, the jacket, the whatever it is, is handmade. People pay extra. (laughs) People pay $10,000, $15,000, $30,000, $100,000. I don't know. I've never bought it, but for couture. Handmade actually can yield higher pricing. So the difference is, is it goes back to how you're positioning yourself. Are you in front of the right customers? I saw this with Paloma Danger, right? And her products is that she made handmade reusable sponges. They're cute. They're knit. They're lots of pretty colors and they're reusable eco-friendly sponges like dish sponges. And she was selling in her local Washington markets, like small town in Washington, and she's trying to sell them. And I don't know, I think they were like $18 each. They were expensive. I'm putting that in quotes. They were expensive for the people she was selling to. She was not in front of the right customer. So where she was selling at her in-person markets local to her home was not correct. Customer wasn't there. Did it mean she had to lower her prices? Absolutely not. She just needed to get in front of the right customers. So that's exactly what Paloma did. She's like, you know what? She's an LA girl. She's like, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to try a renegade craft fair. I'm going to go to San Francisco LA, New York, where people spend 7 $8 on their lattes, where their salads are $17. No joke. I live in LA. Here are some numbers for you. I'm going to go where people are willing to pay that and then get in front of them and see if they say it's too expensive. Nope, they do not. In fact, they buy three packs of the sponges for like $50. They'll buy more and they'll actually spend more. And they're handmade and all it did was it took like her positioning but it took her finding the right customers and being in front of the right customers with our handmade product i've seen this time and time again where i've actually coached people so if you come and join us in the challenge next week and a lot of you will upgrade and join in vip which is like the smaller zoom room where we answer questions what's so cool if you kick off with us on monday and you go all the way through the weekend with us you'll start to hear and see wins of people that we kind of meet in the very beginning of the week and then what's happened. And I've seen this where, you know, we'll start talking about pricing and the right customers and we'll talk about raising prices and people will raise their prices and they'll be scared at first. And then within a couple of days, they will have marketed the product, right? We do this in the challenge. We'll we'll talk about how to get your product in front of customers. And then they'll come back and be like, oh my God, I sold one. Actually, I've sold more. I've had people tell me they've had their highest sales, their highest orders in the days during the challenge when they made that change and marketed correctly and they priced their handmade items higher because they started to position themselves in the right way. So guess what? If you are not priced correctly, if you're not paying yourself for labor, someone else for labor, if you're not paying yourself for the raw goods, if you're not coming up with the right amount of money and pricing your products correctly and then making a profit, then you are not going to have a profitable business and your business is not going to be successful. That is hindering your growth. You could stay busy. You can keep selling it and say, oh, they buy it for cheap. I'm not making any money, but at least I'm selling. Well, You know, I remember this is a hard truth. My brother told me once, and he's like, Well, you might as well go get a job for someone else. And I was like, You know, you're right. I'm not making any money. I'm incurring debt. I'm staying up at night. I'm worried about all these things. I could go work for someone and have none of this, or I could raise my prices or be priced correctly or position my stuff correctly and then make money and then do all the things I've dreamt of that my business is going to do for me because now my business is making money. So, it's really just getting in front of the right customer to buy. And so that's a myth of that handmade items have to be cheaper. They don't have to be. I'm busting that for you right now. And another student of ours, which is Susan Gordon Pottery, we worked with her a few years ago. She did so well. She started on Etsy. There's We have an old episode with her. We can probably link back to that. She's a potter. She started on Etsy. She started hiring other potters to do the pottery for her. She kept raising her prices. She kept raising her prices. People kept buying them. In fact, she's so successful that she still sells out weekly on her pottery every single week on handmade pottery. People can't get it enough. She's created the right product for the right customer, and they are absolutely willing to pay. Okay. So, In all of this, you know, just going back over them, myth one is you need to keep making new products. Myth two is handcrafted businesses can't scale. Myth three is you're doubting your business skills. Myth four, being on more platforms equals more work. And myth five is handmade items can't be priced higher. I've busted these and I've given you stories of people that have been successful by focusing on their profitable products, by scaling their handmade businesses, By you believing in your business skills and knowing that you have access, sometimes you just need to invest in someone putting together the information you need in a way that you can follow step-by-step. Knowing that there are efficient multi-channel sales strategies and getting appropriate pricing. And it's so important for you to overcome these myths for your success we need to bust these. We need to move past these. You need to surround yourself with people that are encouraging you to move past it. So I hope that this has done it for you, or at least started busting those myths for you. I'm here for you twice a week. We have the Bestseller Secrets Challenge coming up next week. You can still sign up at theproductboss.com slash best. Come hang out with me on social media. Say hello in the DMs. I'm so glad that you're here and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review.